Life Uncut podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This episode is recorded on Gadigal land of the Aurora Nation. Welcome back to another episode of Life Uncut. I'm Laura. I'm Brittany. And I'm Mitch, everyone. <laughs> Invited to the podcast opener. Will it just be one week only or is this an every week what, thing? What, are you going to play this X-Files music every single time? i Like, you've just crept in insidiously. <laughs> uh, Mitch, why don't we actually, before we get into the episode yeah. today, why don't you tell everyone what you just spent $800 on? Oh, one of these. Ready? I bought a theremin. Hear that sound in the background? Literally nobody <laughs> listening to this knows what a theremin oh, is. I didn't even Not know what one it was. person. I still don't know what it is. It's I'm, one of those. I'm going like, <laughs> to post the video of Mitch playing no. this thing that cost $800 to our Instagram so that you can all be as confused as we were. Can I say it was $1,000, but I bought it from a marketplace to save money. Oh, you're, it's amazing. What, what a great value spend that was. What a great value purchase. <laughs> what, if I, if I may ask. Yeah, of course you can. For what purpose did we spend $800 on this theragun? We've got a friend that's getting married later in the year and they haven't booked in performance. So oh, I might oh just, you're going to uh, perform at a wedding? Yeah, who knows? Speaking of, um, oh, of marriages, <laughs> I just today invited Mitch to our wedding, which yes, is happening later did. in the year. Oh, our friendship is getting closer and closer and it's becoming beautiful. It actually is. And I brought it up because I was confused. I thought you and Matt were already married for some reason. And then you just threw out the tickets yeah, to you the awkward, tickets. Yeah, you awkwardly put <laughs> yes, me on the spot. And so I gave you some free tickets to my wedding. You anyway, get a ticket and you get a ticket. It is a ticket at an event, guys. Everybody listening to this is so confused right now. This is actually just the intro to the radio show. It this is isn't even the radio show. Hi, everyone. This is every da- every Saturday morning we do a radio show together, the three of us. Yes. And then at one o'clock we package it all up, pop it here for you all who didn't listen to it live to listen to. Well, we usually don't let Mitch in on the intro and I think we've just figured out why. <laughs> know, but also I just sit here normally and turn my microphone off and eat my light and easy. So I'm glad I'm allowed to speak now. I mean, it wasn't always a light and easy. You speak a bad, but it is a light and easy. I'm a change man. But we have a great show coming up today, guys. We are speaking to Mel Bracewell. She is a comedian a Kiwi comedian and she's performing at the comedy festival. She's absolutely amazing. You might have seen her and have you been paying attention, but she phoned in. Do you know who else we're speaking to? And it's someone who I think a few of our listeners are going to get a bit excited about. If you have been in our Facebook group, like jumping on the maths threads that have been going on every week, today we are speaking with Dion and unpacking just some of his feelings around the whole cheating scandal, where things are at now. It's a goodie. I... Also, uh, I did something really bad that could have got us all fired. So. She had her own accidentally unfiltered. <laughs> I had a really mm-hmm. big accidentally unfiltered. It's been a while since I've had a solid accidentally unfiltered, but this, this accidentally unfiltered is very similar <laughs> to the original accidentally unfiltered that kicked off the segment two years ago. It is. And that is all coming up on today's show. So let's get stuck in. The Life Uncut Radio Show with, with Britt Hockley, Hockley and Laura Byrne. We love- 
Kiss. Well, Laura, you're the only one who's been in this situation in a uh, in a labour. Is it a labour room? What do you call it when you're having a baby? What do they call it? Maternity a la- room? Yeah, ma- a labour room. Yeah. A labour ward. Labour ward, yes. Well, it depends. You might be at home. Yeah, well, yeah. Or in a bath. I've seen the bath videos yeah. these days. Yeah, yeah. at home you births can, are like, big. You can give birth anywhere these days. <laughs> <laughs> you got a door, you got a baby. Is that that? You got a, you got a door, you got a gym. <laughs> <laughs> you got a bedroom, you got a baby. <laughs> well, this, okay, I wanted to talk about this because this has divided the internet. Oh. There is a woman who's put up a video of her husband on TikTok. Yeah. Now she is in labour. Now and, and it's not she's not in like the the deep serious contractions of labour right, where throws. you're yeah where you're kind of like hunched over a bed screaming. Wait, she's TikToking in labour. She's TikToking in labour. She's in the early stages of labour, but she's in hospital. Okay. And her husband is sitting. At the TV, he's brought in a whole gaming console. Not only has he brought in a gaming console, it's like a one-person shooter gaming console. So he's got like a black hood thing over his head and he's got the whole remote control games and everything. And she's just sitting in bed whilst in labour videoing him. And... Honestly, the internet is completely divided. 50% are saying, yeah, well, what do you expect the man to do when he's going to sit there for 21 hours? Right. And the rest of them... You sit there for 21 Hold hours. Hold a hand. Yes. And I want to know, how do we all feel what about this? What do you think, Oh, I would be divorcing him straight up. <laughs> it's a red flag. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like a video game at home at the best of times. Like, I don't love a gamer for me because I'd be like, let's go do something together. But if, if I am in extraordinary pain and my vagina is being ripped open because I'm giving birth... I want my partner to be there with me every step of the way. Every step. Do you know what? I feel like it's one It's it's one time in life, 21 hours, where you're not allowed to say that you're bored. Yes. Like, you're not allowed to sit there and be like, oh, look, this is... It's been taking a little bit of too much time. Can you hurry this along? Yeah. No, there's a lot of things you don't do when your partner's in labour. Like, there are a lot of things. There's one thing you do do, and that is be there. Do you know what else you don't do? So, Matt almost, very, very closely, uh, it, I was in the last stages of labour, and the doctor was on his way in to tell me that I needed to start pushing, right? Wow. So, they'd just done the measurements and everything, and he kind of gone out to check a few things. He walks back in, and as he's walking in, Matt's walking down the hallway. Right. And he, so the doctor's in the room, Matt's not there. And the doctor was like, the obstetrician was like, where's Matthew? Matthew being my husband, partner, not my husband yet. And I was like, oh, he's, he just, he's just gone. And he was like, what do you mean he's just gone? And he, I was like, he, he's just gone to go get a chicken sandwich. <laughs> Matt knew. He knew I was in the very last stages of labour, but he couldn't he wait. It. Yeah, he said, I'll just be, I'll be five minutes. I'll just run down to the cafeteria. And the, do- the doctor ended up running down the hallway to go get him. And he was like, you do not need a chicken sandwich. <laughs> and a hospital chicken sandwich at yes. best. And guess what Matt did the second my daughter was born? Went downstairs and got a chicken sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what I'm sending him on his birthday? A bloody chicken sandwich. We want to know. That's gold. What? Did your partner do in the delivery room? Is it worse than the chicken sandwich story? I think I don't think we can top that. That's, that's <laughs> I hope, rough. I hope worse. Uh, let's see what Lauren has to say. Hi, Lauren. What did your partner do in the delivery room? Oh, he needed to go and have a nervous poo as I was being wheeled down to the emergency area. So he had a nervous poo, did he? <laughs> yes. Yep. They said, um, "All right, we've got to get this baby out." And he just—I just saw the colour of him change, and he was like, "I'm like, I need a poo." And I was like, is he serious? But did he he leave the room and go to the bathroom when you were like just about to start pushing to go and do his own pushing? Oh, no, no, I was being wheeled down for an emergency cesarean and he decided then that he needed a poo. But the the body's response... The the was trying to hurry him along and he finally got down to the surgery and ripped through about four pairs of those little paper booties because he was trying to rush and he was so nervous. Bless him. Meanwhile, I'm getting cut apart. Yes. Yeah. Well, look, we can't win them all. No. no. And he made it about himself, didn't he? Uh, Phoebe on 131065. Hello. What did your partner do in the delivery room? 
Uh, well, he thought it was a good idea to put Kay on and watch the cricket. Oh, oh, dear. Do you know what? If you're going to be the one pushing out the baby, you get first dibs on the TV. <laughs> Look, in his defence, I was in labour for about 20 hours and he knew when things started to get a bit serious, he had to put it down. <laughs> I, I don't know if this is going to make the situation better or worse, but I can't tell you how many people wrote in saying that their partner put the cricket on while they're in labour. Really? Mm. Yeah, you're not, you're Look, not alone. I don't know if that's good course. or bad. <laughs> I feel like we need to redo Mankind. Also, cricket's a long sport. It's yeah. not like an episode of SVU or an order. <laughs> you days. get in and get out. But... That's exactly, it's the perfect thing to watch when you're in labour oh, then, yeah, isn't maybe. it? See, show. There's a point to it. Maybe it is perfect. All new in 22. For your Saturday morning, the last uncut radio show with Britt Hockley and Laura Byrne. On KISS. Right now, though, uh, you'll know our next guest from the Cheap Seats on Channel 10. Have you been paying attention? She's about to be part of the Melbourne International Comedy Festival that's happening later in the month. Melanie Bray. Bracewell is here. Hello, Melanie. Hello, guys. Mel, okay, you have okay. spoken before about how you deal with being uncomfortable on a first date or dating and the trials and tribulations of dating. Can you share some of your hot tips with us? <laughs> well, the thing is, is that I did have a lot of dating material. There are um, a lot of weird guys online. Um, there are. So that was a lot, a lot of the material I mined from dating. But now I'm in a loving long-term relationship. So it's really killed a lot of material that I had. Um, I'm thinking of dumping him just for more stuff to work with, you know? (laughs) What was it like? I want to know how or what you did before you became a stand-up comedian. What what was the transition? Have you always just been super funny and knew that it was what you are going to do? Or did you have like a life before comedy? (laughs) Oh, no, straight out the womb, I was cracking gas about the hospital room. Uh, No, I just, I kind of, I don't even think I knew I would have a career in comedy when I started my career in comedy, if that makes sense. I I just started it as a hobby and was kind of like, I'll just keep doing this until I hate it. And I didn't hate it. So I kind of started online and had a blog on Tumblr. was my basic sort of foray into writing comedy. And then I took some of the stuff I wrote for Tumblr and set it on stage. And that's kind of where it all began. Can you tell us a little (laughs) bit about what your touring show is about? It's, I called my show Ooh La La because I kind of thought this year I was going to be, you know, gallivanting through Europe in beautiful sequined gowns and things. And I, I was like, this is going to be the year of my life. And then I was just kind of at home writing jokes about my weighted blanket. And I thought, oh, this might be a different show than what I imagined. <laughs> and so I have basically kind of made my show about memories and kind of pre-lockdown because I think everyone is just sick to death hearing about COVID and hearing about all that kind of thing. So my show is basically a look pre-COVID of my life, essentially, what it was like growing up. I like that we have nothing to look forward to, so we've got to look to the past. That's what we're doing yes, now. exactly. <laughs> that is the slogan for the show. Look, I've just got one question I want to ask before we let you go. There's a rumour. Are you appearing on The Jungle because you're contracted to Channel 10? <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Do you know what? Because Cal Wilson was on this latest season and... They said, this Kiwi comedian will be a real fush out of water. And I got so many people going, you're going to the jungle. Oh, wow. That's not me. I like my bed. I like the luxuries of life. I like my shower. 
I reckon I'd probably be terrible at it. I'm very competitive, though, so I'd probably... I would try very hard, but I don't know if I'd be successful. So no no rice, beans and lizard guts for you then? No, <laughs> yeah. I think that's I think that's what gets me, the, the, eat, the gross eating thing. No, thank you. Melanie, where can people get tickets to your show at the uh, Comedy Festival? Uh, comedyfestival.com.au if you just search Melanie. I think I'm the only Melanie in the festival. That could be a lie. <laughs> I could have made that up, but I'll claim it. Perfect. Go book tickets. Go see Melanie. Great to catch you, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? Thanks for coming on the show. Best of luck with the show, Mel. See you, Mel. This is the Life Uncut Radio Show. (laughs) Brett Hockley and Laura Byrne on Kiss. Uh, Now, a lot of of negativity in the world at the moment, ladies. A lot's going on. We've got everything with uh, the Ukraine and Russia, but, Britt, you've got some good news, something to brighten our day. Yeah, I feel like there's just so much much depression coming out of the Mm. world right now, but there is something that went viral the last couple of days, and... It warmed my heart. I cried. I felt happy for her. And I just thought the world needs to share it a little bit more. There's a seven-year-old Ukrainian girl. Her name is Amelia Inoshevich. I probably didn't say yeah. that right. <laughs> good, good, I, very I, good attempt. Anishevich. Amelia Anishevich. She's seven years old. She was filmed in a bomb shelter mm. with with her family and some just like I don't know how many people there weren't there weren't a lot but obviously they were taking shelter she was filmed singing let it go frozen's <laughs> let it go and she was just singing to the other people in the bomb shelter to try and lift the mood she's a beautiful singer someone's filmed it in there uploaded it to the internet and this little girl has gone absolutely viral it was seen by thousands and thousands of people I don't know if you guys saw, Poland held a really big concert to raise money. They had a lot of Polish and Ukrainian artists. So they had this big concert to raise money for the Ukraine. For the Ukraine. Right. They got her on in front of like over 10,000 people. Now, this little girl, she's never, I mean, she's she's, she's a normal sung. seven-year-old little girl. Oh. And so she got up and sang the national anthem. Oh. And it was the most incredible, moving thing. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it. Well, here's the original I, audio, right? This is the video that really uh, brought her to the world's attention. <laughs> Laura's tearing up. It's beautiful. But the sad thing is, right, like your daughters would sing this song, but and so would she, but her circumstances are so different. That's why I can't, like, oh, oh, gosh. Well, the most beautiful part about this is she's obviously a very big Frozen fan. Yeah. American actress and singer Idina Menzel, she was the voice of the character Elsa in the movie. She tweeted to this seven-year-old girl and she said, we really, really see you. And I'm about to cry. Do you know, I think the reason why this is just, it's... Everybody has latched onto this, and especially like people who have kids themselves. Like this song, and Let It Go is just like it's this movie and this song that children are obsessed with, and yeah. it has like crossed continents, crossed cross countries, languages, languages, and then it's just this one little girl, and you see your own child in that, and mm. it's ugh, like not that you need to be able to look at another child who's struggling and be like, oh, compared to my children. But it just, you think, God, what if that was my little girl? You know? Off the back of that concert, overnight, they raised about $600,000, which is absolutely amazing. Just a bit of good news, guys. That's all. Oh, gosh, and we're all crying. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks a lot, Brittany. And everyone in your cars are probably crying. Laura, I think you and I should be worried because all Brittany said about this is that we might might lose our jobs <laughs> over like, this. God, what have you done now? I may or may not have, uh, yeah, made a pretty big mistake with our boss. Our very oh. wait, which boss? Like the, the boss boss or the boss? Oh no, like the 
the big dog boss. That boss. Yeah, I'm not going to name names, but the big boss. Oh dear. Look, I, let's. I'm waiting for HR to call me. They haven't yet. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I've blocked their number. Um, look, I, this isn't the first time I've done this, and this is why it's it's unfortunate for me. You think I would have learnt my lesson, but if it didn't work out the first time, why did you do it a second oh, yeah. and a third? Oh, well, <laughs> it was an accident. What I was doing was I was texting the big boss the other day. Oh, he was texting me. I was being very professional texting back. You do love to text the big boss, by the way. I would never text the big boss, but Britt is texting them all the They're time. They're on Laura. texting. Well, I'm not on yeah, texting I'm terms. not on either. What's going on Guys, here? I'm pretty personable. <laughs> 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 so we're on texting terms anyway. Uh-huh. We were texting about some pretty serious stuff. We had some meetings lined up. We had some things we're talking about. Laura, you know about that, but you just went on the text. But we were talking about some very professional things. And like, this is the guy that's putting food on my plate. Yeah. He's cooking I... for you now as well? No, he painted. The... Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, surely this is not lost on you. Anyway, I had my. You're at dinner together. Yep. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. so we went away for a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I had my headphones in because I was working around the house, so I had my phone in my pocket and I was listening to the text. You know how Siri can read them out? Yeah. And if you want, you can reply to the text by voice, and they send them. Phones are way too smart these days. Well, so I thought. So he's just texted me something really serious about this meeting. Looking forward to the meeting. So I left it because I was yes. like, the conversation's yeah, okay, over. Cool. And, you know, know when to play it cool. Yeah. The next day I went to send something else to him about the meeting and I saw that I had accidentally, oh. <laughs> obviously it had hit in my back pocket, my, my booty had hit voice memo oh. and I had been singing to Delilah because that's what, it, she's the, my dog's Delilah. I had been yeah. singing to her. Baby, 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 oh. Oh, you were singing Justin Bieber. (laughs) Wait, so you sent him a voice memo? Well, I had him because I was like, what has happened? It converted it to text. So he got a message, not a voice message. He got a message that said, baby, 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 oh. (laughs) It was written. That's so much worse. It's even better because there's no context. There's no context. So he, he he thought that... That he had said, looking forward to seeing you. And I said, baby, 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 oh. And no wonder it was radio silence. He, he never wrote back. No, because he's probably on the phone to HR. So Did you, yes. have you spoken to him since? Well, well, I, I tried to message him and explain and I've heard nothing. So I reckon we're all fine. <laughs> or you just gotten us all a big raise. One of the two. I'd love to know how that meeting goes. Oh, that's gold. We (laughs) want to know, who did you accidentally text and what did you say? We want to see if you can beat that. Give us a call. Mariah's on 131065. Mariah, what did you accidentally text and what did you say? Tell us. So I accidentally text an ex-boyfriend screenshots of previous conversations we'd had from four years prior. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you take the screenshots from four years prior? Yeah, who were you sending Uh, them to? God, that was supposed to go to a girlfriend. She was having a really hard time in her relationship. Oh. I was like, no, this is the way a guy is supposed to talk to you because he had been so wonderful to me. He was such a fantastic guy and a perfect gentleman. Oh. And so I went so back and was screenshotting. Four years ago, he was a perfect guy and a nice gentleman. If you had to go back four you years to find back that. to him. Oh, God, that's What crazy. did he say? Yeah. What did he say to you? Oh, God. I He was, again, just being being the great guy that he was. Oh. He was completely understanding. I just said to him, was like, look, this is obviously very embarrassing and... A complete accident. Do you know what? But, um, it, it sounds annoying that he's so nice. Yeah, let's be angry. Yeah. Let's be angry at him for being lovely. No I'd break up with him. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you Mariah. Good. <laughs> All right, let's go to Helena. Hello, Helena. On thirteen one zero six five. What did you accidentally text? What did you say? I accidentally texted my boss, my old boss, a message with the eggplant emoji saying "eggplant emoji appointment 
still on for tomorrow? Question mark. Oh. <laughs> you were asking him if you're still meeting at the hotel. That's yes. what you were doing. And what did he write back? That's that's the best part of the story. Well, the funniest part was I was actually at work when I sent it. We were in the staff room and she's just looked up off her phone and said, was that meant for me? Oh, so I you were sexting during a meeting. <laughs> like, oh, during a lunch break. I was looking forward to the weekend. Were you also just like rubbing her leg under the table oh, with your so foot as well? <laughs> but you could be a chef, Helena. That might make sense. Eggplant still on for tomorrow? Yeah. What is the Do you want that moussaka that yeah. we've been talking about? I love where your mind's gone, guys. It became the joke of the year and any time there was any event on, she would say, hey, are we still on for tomorrow? Gold, <laughs> gold. And we can get fired. So funny. Thank you, Helena. All right. All new. Fred Hockley and Laura Byrne getting saucy for your Saturday morning. The Life Uncut Radio Show on KISS. Ladies, if you're going to be involved in a cheating scandal, I say you want to be the nice guy. You want to be the Dion, don't you? You do. Dion from Maths joins us now. Hello, buddy. Welcome to the show. G'day, guys. Why did you apply for the show? Look, I mean, I travel a lot for work previously. I was living overseas and then I moved back to Australia. Um, and, you know, my work was taking up a lot of my time. And, you know, as, as we get older, it gets a little harder to meet people. And, uh, you know, today it's all on these apps, Tinder, Bumble, <laughs> Hinge, and it's not really my thing. I had tried them previously in the past and they hadn't really worked for me. And, you know, I'd been set up with people who tried to set me up with friends and whatnot. But, uh, again, that wasn't sort of mm. clicking. So, uh, you know, I thought, why not go and see what the experts can find for me? <laughs> Unfortunately, they didn't do a very good job on setting you and Carolina up. I mean, you've been on the, the right side of a cheating scandal in that you haven't been embroiled in it. But how has this all unfolded? Do, when you're in this experiment and you find out that Carolina, your wife, has been having an affair, did you feel like you had been cheated on, like in real world cheated on? Look, I mean, um, I felt that the way it was handled because throughout the whole experiment, it wasn't like Carolina had said to me, you know what, I've actually got feelings for another person who has left the experiment and I would prefer to just cut ties now mm. and keep uh, and keep pursuing. But Carolina kept each week saying, I don't try, I'm not putting enough effort in. So it was almost like she was baiting me to keep trying, which I was. Yeah, Yeah, there was no, you know what, that's it, it's over, I prefer to go with someone else. I would have preferred if she had just said to me, you know what, I've met Daniel at the first dinner party, I've got a real connection with him after five minutes of talking, and... um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the little slide did there, I'm here for it. um, You know, rather than just lead me on. Now, I know she said that we didn't have a connection, but she kept saying, you know, you don't try, you don't do this, you don't do that. And that was me trying to to make those efforts to try and make it work in the hope that, oh, you know what, it could potentially work if that if I do show that. I mean, that response from somebody in, in any type of relationship makes you think that, oh, they still want it, this is what they need from me to continue. So it feels exactly like right. you are like lured into a, you know, a false sense of security. Yeah. And, we're, and, we, and we go on these shows to do the things that we're not normally used to or, you know, try and be compatible with people that we're not used to normal too, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, and look, Dion, obviously tensions were pretty high at the reunion party. Was it better or worse than what we saw? It was pretty awkward, to be quite honest with you. It wasn't far off what you saw. We've been seeing quite a lot, because obviously Carolina and Daniel are still together, and uh, I think anyone who does a quick search of the Daily Mail has seen that there's been quite a few pap shots that have been circulating around. Yes. Maybe staged, you know? Who knows? But how do you (laughs) feel seeing that they're still in this, you know, seemingly happy relationship? Yeah, Bondi, where I wasn't allowed to go with her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, look, I mean, guys, at the end of the day, I'm not one to hold grudges or or, or be vindictive in any way. Um, If they're still together and they actually do have a connection and they end up together, all the very best to both of them. I don't really have much more to say other than that. Would you go back next year like we saw Lizzie do a few years ago? Or are you just like, this is cooked? I'm yeah. as bad as the online oh, dating. Yeah. You know, I think my days of finding love uh, on TV are, are over. Look, I said um, that. I went back a second time. <laughs> at the end of the day, who knows? Look, it's definitely out there. It's just when it'll come. Dion, I have a I have a bit of a sneaky saucy question for you. I've been seeing some rumours that maybe there's been a bit of recoupling after the show. What do you think of Tamara and Mitch? What do I think? I mean, look, they're nice people. I see them a little bit up on the Gold Coast. Uh, they work in the same building. I know that for a fact. But I actually ah. used to work in that building as well. Controversial. So um, it's very hard not to be caught seen together okay. um, when you work in the same office building. Well, that sounds like it's still very suspicious. Dion, <laughs> before we let you go, do you have any regrets? Guys, I have uh, not one regret whatsoever. Ooh, um, I had that. an amazing experience, even though it played out the way it did. I've made some lifelong friends, you know, cast members, but even crewmen from the cameraman to the sound man. You know, I made friends with everybody and uh, I'm just very grateful to have been given such an amazing opportunity to be a part of something so special. It's funny you say that. Laura and I are still very good friends with a lot of the cast and crew from our Bachelor seasons as well, so we can appreciate that. Yeah, you that. do. You make lifelong friends. <laughs> Dion, you have been a rock star on the show. You've been such a gentleman and you have been a joy to watch. Thank you, guys. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for coming that. on today, Thank Dion. you, buddy. Maths is Sunday, 7 p.m. on Monday, Tuesday, 7.30 on Channel 9 and 9 now. The Life Uncut Radio Show with, with Britt Hockley and Laura Byrne. We And if you're in a relationship, you're struggling a little bit at the moment and you need some advice, uh, the girls have a very big episode coming up on the Life Uncut podcast. We'll talk about that next. Yeah, before we give too much away, you can listen to Life Uncut for your relationship advice, but we do have an episode <laughs> yeah, with sorry. a relationship expert. <laughs> Thanks, Mitch. <laughs> sorry, not to discredit Don't listen them. to anything we say, but every so often we speak to people who are qualified. <laughs> That's exactly what's going on this week. <laughs> Laura, what have you got for us today? You've been holding on to a little story. Well, I want to know, firstly, how do you guys both feel about picking up things from the side of the road? And what I mean is, is like when there's a council clean-up or like you're driving down the street and there might be a nice little side table or something, yes. how do you feel about turning somebody oh. else's trash into your I literally, brand new treasure? I literally did it. Two weeks. I'm about it. So two weeks ago you picked up. What did you pick up? That whole big table in my backyard. You know the wooden <laughs> yes, table? Yes. I got, yeah, Great I to, find. I even had to stop some people on the side of the road and ask them to bring it into my yard. Okay. <laughs> so I'm all for it. I don't think there's anything no, wrong. If you, if you see something that you think is great and it's going to go to the tip anyway, then you should pick it up. And mm. like I, over the years, originally Matt used to think that it was really weird and now I've got him doing it as well. This is absolutely going to end up in the Daily Mail. Laura and Matt go out scavenging council cleaning and then resell it. So Matt comes home the other day and he's got these two massive, be- like they're, they're 
obviously a little, they've seen better days, but they're pretty beautiful. They're these big, big baskets. And we were like, oh, we can put some plants in them. In the meantime, I decided I'd put all the kids' toys in them and put them in the lounge room whilst we figured out what we're going to do with them. They're like two big wicker baskets. Yeah. So I was like, Matt, good find. I'm loving these. (laughs) Anyway, yesterday, my neighbour who lives directly next door to me, (laughs) she comes over. (laughs) He didn't tell me that he took them from the neighbour. So she walked into the house and she was like, oh, my baskets. (laughs) I had no idea. Hang on. Okay. but But let me just clarify something. Was she actually getting rid of them or did he steal like a delivery to her house? No, they were they were old and she was throwing them away. <laughs> oh, that's we, fine then. Fair game. Yeah, but it's awkward that we've nah. taken our neighbour's trash and didn't acknowledge it. She was standing in the room for 15 minutes before she was like, is someone going to acknowledge that you stole my garbage? <laughs> I think you took is- my garbage that was sitting on top of my bin. Yeah. I think it's okay. Someone else's trash is another person's treasure. I'm, I'm glad. Think, I'm I, glad I, I, think it's, I think it's great, but I don't think... What was he going to do? Knock on a door and say just... So FYI, I'm going to take your baskets in case you ever come to my house. No, I feel like he could have given me a heads up so that when I invited them around, I could have at least put them in another room so they weren't... (laughs) Put a towel over them. They were literally like front and glory when you walked in. It was the first thing you saw, all piled up with the kids' kids toys in their trash. (laughs) Do you know what would have been... It would have been funnier. It would have been funnier if they came over and they were like, nice baskets, thinking you knew, and then you panicked because you didn't want to admit it and said, oh, I just bought them. That would have been funnier. Yeah, just got them from Coco Republic this morning. Yeah. Yeah, they're great. Um, they're the last two left, though. She would have been like, what? I know you just saw them. Oh, God. Oh. It's too much. Too much. Own it. Don't be embarrassed. Oh, God. Oh, anyway, we have an awesome episode of the podcast coming up this week. So <laughs> you can hear more about the trials and tribulations of our life. And we are speaking to Mark Groves, who is a relationship expert. Yes. Not us being the expert. Oh. He's a big expert. I've heard of this name. He's yeah. incredible. I mean, he's got a million followers on the gram. Wow. His, his Instagram, if anyone wants to look him up, he's called Create the Love. He is a huge human connection specialist he has the most soothing relaxing voice you could listen to him all day and he just knows everything about everything he's so knowledgeable he's so wise i felt like it was a therapy session personally for me if you are single or you're going through a bit of a tumultuous time in your relationship this is an episode of the podcast you do not want to miss great tuesday get it on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to tell your mum tell your dad tell your dog tell your friends and share the love because we we love love Hear it in the Catch Up Podcast on iHeartRadio.